More trouble for the Defense Department's $10 billion Jedi cloud contract. Uh-oh. Oracle has filed a lawsuit in the Court of Federal Claims alleging DOD violated a host of procurement laws when it designed that solicitation. A federal judge unsealed the lawsuit earlier this week. Federal News Network's Jared Serbu has been taking a look at the complaint. He writes about it in this week's edition of the DOD Reporter's Notebook, and Jared joins me now with more. Well, Jared, maybe it shouldn't be the Jedi contract. Maybe it should be the zombie contract. What's the latest here? Yeah, it's hard to hard to know where, where this will all end. But yes, as you said, Oracle filed that lawsuit last week following up on an earlier bid protest that they lost before the Government Accountability Office. GAO basically shut down all of their claims. They're reasserting a lot of the same stuff in this lawsuit before the Court of, of, of Federal Claims. They say DOD violated procurement laws in seven specific areas. So there are seven counts in this lawsuit, and we probably don't have time to go through each of them, but but I'll, I'll, I'll hit some of the high points here. One of them is, uh, you know, basically the same thing we've been hearing from many members of the cloud industry since this whole procurement began, which is DOD should not be doing this as a single award contract. Instead, it should be doing it as a multiple award contract, which generally is what is required under federal law when you're doing a large IDIQ contract. Oracle says it's it's essentially patently illegal for them to be doing this. The Defense Department thinks that it has found a workaround to the government's general preference for multiple award contracts. And they say that that, that specific workaround is you don't need to use multiple awards as long as up front you set prices uh, based on uh, firm fixed prices. And, and those are going to last for the duration of the contract, in this case, for 10 years. Oracle says there's a big problem with that line of thinking, though, because the contract also says that whichever company wins the Jedi Award is going to bring in their new commercial offerings over the course of the contract as new innovations come along. They also still have yet to develop the classified side of this new commercial cloud offering, which obviously doesn't exist yet because commercial industry has no need to process classified information. So for those two reasons, they say it's just impossible for DOD to claim that uh, they're setting firm fixed prices up front because no one knows what the prices are going to be. No one even knows what the service offerings are going to be two or three years from now. So that's just one of the objections in the lawsuit. And Oracle, of course, is not the only company challenging this. As you have written, IBM also has a claim before the GAO, and the GAO may just shift that over to the court, too, since Oracle is there. But let me ask you this. Mm -hmm. Does the complaints include that DOD is requesting specific cloud services? Because the differentiator among cloud providers are a host of really myriad of individual service offerings that they have. Microsoft has its and Amazon has its. Is the underlying worry here that this whole thing is wired for Amazon? It has been all along, but as to your specific question, I mean, they, they are asking for infrastructure as a service and platform as a service offerings. And yeah, there is some differentiation between how different companies provide that. But the specific things that Oracle are Oracle is objecting to in that regard is what DOD calls the gate criteria that it set up for for this award and they say they did that to kind of winnow the field so that there are you know a manageable number of contenders in the running that they can that they can kind of work with when they finally get down to the to the eventual source selection oracle says a bunch of those gate criteria are totally inappropriate some of the criteria are for example you need to have three data centers at least 150 miles apart in the continental us and those data centers have to be have to have enough commercial business 
that once DOD starts moving into those, moving its systems into those data centers, the commercial the commercial customers will make up at least half of that cloud company's business. Oracle says the problem with that is they're they're measuring the ratios of you know they're measuring the size of of commercial business that companies had as of January 2018 when when in Oracle's case they were still kind of ramping up their commercial uh, cloud offerings. They say it's totally inappropriate because that's 14 months you know before DoD could possibly imagine start issue, starting to issue task orders um, against this new Jedi contract. So just one example of the reasons they say these gate criteria that that are designed to limit competition, not limit competition, but as I said, winnow the field of potential competitors. Oracle says those are totally inappropriate and they they kind of hint that they're basically designed to restrict the field to just Amazon and, and possibly one other company they say could could possibly meet DoD's uh, you know over insufficiently flexible requirements, let's say it that way. <laughs> We're speaking with Federal News Network's Jared Serbu, and what is the timeline on resolution of any of this? We really don't know. GAO has, you know, a pretty strict 100-day timeline that they try to make decisions within. The court has no such deadline. Um, so, you know, it's it's anyone's guess as to how far or how quickly this case moves along. DOD has until February to file its answer to the complaint. So, you know, it's it's pretty easy to see how this gets, uh, how, the, how the award of this contract gets delayed even further. DOD had been anticipating an award sometime in April. It's hard to see how they make that because the legal issues in this case are, you know, I think sufficiently interesting that it's easy to see whatever happens at the Court of Federal Claims, it's easy to see how either the government, if they lose, or Oracle, if they lose, wanting to take this up to um, the, the, the Court of Appeals for the Federal Circuit, which would just drag this out further. So, it, like I said, it's it's pretty easy to imagine that we won't actually see an award until late uh, 2019, even if DOD is not forced to make any changes to the RFP it's put out. Yeah, so somebody's going to have to cry uncle at some point in this whole process, I guess. Or be, or be required by a court to cry uncle. <laughs> right. And while we have you, you're also talking about the Air Force in this week's notebook, and that has to do with their fast-track cyber approval process and, and authorities to operate. Yeah, and we've seen a lot of this in federal agencies really over the past few months, seeing the need to accelerate what's called uh, the authority to operate process, which is what you need anytime you put a system, uh, whenever you connect any kind of IT system to a government network, really. And what the Air Force is doing, like a lot of agencies have started to do, I think, including GSA's 18F, like NGA, is trying to boil that ATO requirement down to its, you know, its essence, which is, you as an authorizing official official are understanding and accepting the risk that's associated with that system. And the thinking is that doesn't necessarily mean you have to put that system through every single one of the hundreds of security controls in NIST Special Publication 800-53, depending on what the system is. So the, the example Bill Murray and the Air Force acting CIO used is, all right, let's say I have a, a system that the Army is already using. It's already in a commercial data center that's been certified at impact level five. How many, you know, how, how many of those security controls do I really need to retest before I just take that and use it in the Air Force? And, you know, the, the, the implication obviously is not very many. So they think they can turn these around much more quickly and not spend months just going through the security approval process before they can get new technologies online. Interesting. They're talking about ATOs of government systems while DOD at large is talking about trying to get a cloud project going 
And that would eventually need an ATO, too. It would need an authority to operate. It would need a provisional authorization. And that's another thing about the, the JEDI contract. They are going to allow at least some at least some flexibility for vendors to come in and meet those security qualification levels after the award date. They do have to meet some minimum baselines, and this is actually another thing Oracle objects to. They have to meet some minimum baselines under, they have to be certified at the FedRAMP moderate level and at least some of their data centers. And Oracle says that's another issue that is improper because the FedRAMP program office says that you can't require a FedRAMP certification as a condition of winning an award. Federal News Network's Jared Serbu, thanks so much. Thanks, Tom. Be sure to check out his stories at federalnewsnetwork.com.